0: It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble.
1: My first memory of watching the CFL was probably back in 76 where my uncle's watching the Great Cup. I remember how excited people got about it. My household, we grew up with football. My dad had played both Hilltops and Huskies and then went on to coach both Hilltops and Huskies. TV was always on, but that's really what started to pique my interest when the riders were in a big game and everyone was so excited. At that time, I was eight years old.
0: down gamble quick kick.
1: Joining me on this week's episode is Emily. And Emily, people may not know you, but they've probably heard your voice a few times on the podcast. Uh, I'm glad that you could join us this week.
0: Yeah, thanks. Uh, Yeah, my voice, I did uh, the intro for the trivia, I think, the second down. Put on your thinking cap and play along with our CFL Trivia. (laughs) yeah because my well my dad is pat he's one of the other guys on the podcast so he i was home um in the spring and got to record that little intro so it was fun
1: (laughs) well i think it'll be a treat for some of the listeners to uh learn about the other people that are involved with this podcast because pat and i are clearly the front of it and then we have guests that come on but there are other people in the background that have been helping along you being one key member I think it'll be nice for them to get to know you a little bit better and what we've been doing with these quick kicks is sort of discussing how uh, football came into your life and and where it where it all began and then we moved from there so uh, we heard a bit from Pat last week about uh football and the family and the influence of the parents but for you where where did your love of football where did that Canadian football vibe come in
0: well i I do think it really I, like It's sort of just been as long as I can remember because um, I just grew up going to games and and watching games with my family. Um, so I think if I even try to think back to my earliest Ryder games, I think I was so little that I, <laughs> it's so much more about the atmosphere and my memory kind of, you know, like watching Gaynor and the cheerleaders and like eating licorice, you know, because I was so little that I think just growing up being at the games and, and learning about CFL and everything, it's just such a part of, uh, you know, my, my summer and my fall kind of every year. So, yeah, it definitely started. As, you know, I think my parents took me to my first game before I was even a year old. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of been my whole life for, for sure.
1: Is there a, a moment at which you, you finally do remember, okay, this is the first game that really comes to mind when I think of my first attended game?
0: I think we got season tickets when I was around eight-ish, just that my parents, I think, discovered it was cheaper um, to bring us to the games than to pay it for a babysitter um, when we got those season tickets. So I was very lucky to get them when I was so young. I have sort of memories of the players and things from kind of that like Roy Shivers, Danny Barrett, Neilon Green type era but i i think the first game moment that like really stands out to me was in uh 2007 at that Labor Day game with Kerry Joseph with the quarterback draw right at the end of the game that's kind of the the first like big big moment that i really have memories and that really like stands out to me so yeah
1: you and a lot of other rider fans because that was an impressive finish to that game
0: yeah <laughs> it was it was very exciting and i think it helps too that that year ended up being so wonderful that it really stands out, right? You you kind of remember more of the season when it <laughs> was such a good ending, especially when I was oh I don't know like eleven or so at the time. It was kind of it kind of came right at the right time that I was paying a bit more attention to the actual game and stuff too. So I think it was good timing in that way for sure.
1: <laughs> yes, I I do agree with you. I, I for myself uh, no such luck. I was three when the Riders. <laughs> Won a grey cup, so I have very little memory of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and then not again for a long time after that. Probably
1: (laughs) very true.
0: (laughs) No, I I think it was that little you know grey cup run sort of that the riders were on between 2007 and 2013. Even though there was a couple of bad years in there that we'd like to pretend maybe didn't happen, (laughs) those grey cups. It still was, I was. I think I was between the age of like 11 and 17. So it was kind of all through that like middle school, high school sort of time. So it was kind of perfect because it was right when, you know, I think a lot of people end up getting really interested in, in professional sports and those, those types of games. But it was also a time when the team that I cheered for was doing so well. I think it was just kind of really fortunate timing sort of.
1: Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there because where you come in sometimes is very strategic in a sense because if you come in when I did, yeah, there was a big gap. When you come in when you did, that gap was very small between Grey Cup wins.
0: Yes, yeah, and I I was told that I was very lucky many, many times by my dad mostly (laughs) telling me I didn't have to live through like the horrible 90s and stuff. I think, <laughs> as a Ryder fan. And then, of course, like, ending with that 2013 Grey Cup at home. Um, I was in grade 12, and, you know, just getting to go and be part of the Grey Cup festival, and then when they won, and then we get to kind of just, like, walk around the streets of Regina after it was very exciting and such a cool thing to happen when I was kind of still that young as a, as a football fan. And well, we were walking around celebrating, and then I think I was at basketball practice at 6.30 a.m. the next day. But it's just, like, such a cool, like, experience to have gotten to have when I was 17, I think. So, yeah, it was really cool. So,
1: you bring up basketball. You were quite an athlete growing up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I played, in high school, I played volleyball and basketball. And we we did go to provincials in both those. My teammates, I think I had teammates who were much better than myself. But (laughs) we went to, we won hoopla in basketball when I was in grade 10. So, that was really exciting. So, I do think being involved in sports does help with being interested in other kinds of sports. Football is still my favorite sport to watch, even though I, I played basketball and I played volleyball. So there's just something kind of about the CFL and and growing up watching it that it's it's definitely my favorite sport to watch for sure.
1: So given that we haven't had a 2020 season, what has that done to your sort of outlook? Uh, do you do you worry about the future of the league? Do you think let's get through this and we'll, we'll, we'll be all right?
0: I don't know. I maybe it sort of just depends on the day and the news and everything, but I don't know. I think I prefer to be optimistic. I think, you know, this league's been around for a long time and and there is still great fan bases. I know there's problems with the finances and things obviously, but um but I think that the fan base is there and you know the players are there. They're holding on. They're hopefully they'll be back next year. Um so I think, you know, I think we wait out this year and then, you know, we've seen a lot of other um, leagues and things go ahead this year with, with alterations and things, but they've managed to play a season. And maybe now that, um you know, the, the CFL, the leaders and things have been able to see what other people have done. I think that I'm, I think we'll have something going in 2021. I really hope so, but I prefer to just be positive and think it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> and, how do you fill your football need in the interim? Is it NFL? Is it getting into? Uh, I don't know. If your dad talked to me a little bit about. He's a, a part of another uh, betting sort of like uh, pick a player or pick some, uh, put a team together, see how many points you get.
0: Yeah, in the NFL. I think right. There's a bit of a family draw with that. I didn't really get in on that one because I'm, <laughs> I'm not much of an NFL fan. I don't know. I think the game is different enough that I'm just not as interested. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't really watch NFL all that much. Um, I've been, you know, just kind of keeping up with my CFL news. I've been keeping up with the players online. You know, you can see what they're doing on Twitter and whatever. And then I did in the spring, I did tape when they were reshowing some of those old games. I taped a couple that I didn't watch at the time. So I'm saving them kind of from, you know, I've got the 2013 one taped right now. And I think maybe I'll Throw myself a little Grey Cup party in November just to feel like I had a little bit of football this fall. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've just never been all that interested in NFL, but, and it's too bad. There's a few, the CIS football I really like too and that sort of stuff. So not everything's going ahead, which is too bad this year, but, and I do miss it, but, um, just kind of keeping up with that news and yeah, hoping, hoping for the best in 2021.
1: I'm with you. I think there will be a 2021, uh, whether it's vaccine before that or not. I can't see the CFL missing two in a row.
0: No. Yeah. Well, and if it is some sort of bubble experience or, you know, whatever they've been doing in some of those other leagues, then that'll happen and that'll be fine. And we'll take it as it comes, I think. But (laughs) I'll just be happy when it comes back. Well, and the hardest part is the waiting, I think. You know, if, if we knew for sure okay, we'll have, you know, we'll be at training camp in May or whatever, then then you can be looking forward to that time. But it's hard to just be waiting and hoping for happy information at some point.
1: I've been talking with my brothers a little bit, and they can see it in, in me that this is hurting. <laughs> this, 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 I don't know what to do with myself. I'm lost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, especially when you're when you live far away from Regina. Super, super far, but living far enough that it's kind of a, a huge trip, you know, if you're going for every game, that's a big part of your life in the in the summer and in the fall. And and then even just having all the other games to watch and all the other things to keep up with. It's there's so much it's such a part of your life that I think you don't realize until it's gone, I think, with the CFL. That's what I've felt anyway. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with you. It it is a huge part of the world that seems to be close to me, you, and a lot of others right now that we're just waiting for that day that that key comes out and goes, okay, it's open again. Here we go.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) CFL players all wear a face mask for safety. With COVID-19 on our field, we also need to wear our masks to keep everyone safe. Do your part, be a team player.
1: And what's a typical day like getting ready for the game and going to the game? I know it's different now because you live in a different center, but when you were at home, what was that like?
0: Oh. Well, <laughs> so my older sister was very very much into the Riders. I think I have to credit her with a lot of my experiences with the Riders and stuff too because she just was so gung-ho, so young, so you know, she had CDs that she made with all sorts of writer songs on them and stuff. So we probably would listen to those depending on when the game was, you know, those fall games. There was a couple hours of prep beforehand of just getting all your layers together and everything. And then um, we always would drive in because we, you know, lived outside of Regina. So we'd drive in and listen to the pregame show on the radio usually. And then it's kind of fun, too, because driving on the highways, you you do see sort of everybody else going in for the rider game days. So it is kind of fun to be part of that community of, you know, here's everyone commuting in. So we always, you know, did that and go find our place to park and walk in. And I, I don't know, it's just it was so we always kind of parked further away and would walk. So that was kind of fun, too, because you'd be sort of walking the streets of the city beside All the other fans going and it, it does create that excitement before the game even starts, kind of, which is really fun. And then, yeah, we'd, you know, have the game and hopefully they'd win. (laughs) And more often than not, they did, I think, when I was in, yeah, those, those years. And then, uh, and then we always, you know, listen to the, the post game show and the radios and stuff on the way home too. Yeah, I think it was sort of like the whole day was dedicated to the Riders, especially those Saturday, Sunday games for sure.
1: And now that you're on your own and you're in a different center, I know your dad talked about how these are opportunities to get the family together and, and to go to a game is one way to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like that's, it's still sort of, it's a similar type of tradition. It's just a longer drive. Um, but uh, my sister and, and brother-in-law and I, you know, often carpool kind of down to either to Regina or to home. And then we go in with our, with our parents and stuff. And it is a nice time to see our family. I think I'm really, you know, missing that this summer and this fall. I've been going home kind of anyway because I miss my, my opportunities to, to see my parents and to get together as the family. And, uh, and even, uh, we have lots of extended family members who are big fans and stuff too. So I have lots of memories and experiences with, with having aunts and uncles or grandparents or cousins or whoever staying over at our house or, Friends, um, before or after games and, and getting to debrief, you know, we'd go watch the game and then come home and then rewatch the game on TV, (laughs) having taped it. So it does bring that, that family and that like community experience for sure. And yeah, now we, you know, live a little further away, but it's still, it's nice. We've got a place to stay nearby for those late games for sure. But it, it brings us kind of together as a family in the summer and the fall for sure. And it's, it's a really nice way to, see everybody and also to see the riders and whoever they're playing so yeah
1: so the game is kind of to get everybody together to to have some fun and to catch up with old friends
0: yeah absolutely yeah that's I think that's such a big part of the CFL right is the the community and and I think with the riders especially what a what a good way to get your family together your extended family your friends you know throw a great cup party and and you'd see all your friends and, and that sort of thing. So it, it definitely is. It's kind of something that that brings family and friends together, which is really, really nice, I think.
1: If you look at the Rough Riders specifically, are there any players that made an impact on you? Is there any uh, event that you went to that made an impact to you? I mean, obviously, Grey Cup 2013, but beyond that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that whole sort of core group, those few years when they were doing so well, is you know big in my head like if I'm thinking of players that were meant a lot to me like Durant of course um Weston Dressler like Andy Fantuz um I don't know yeah just all those kind of all those players who were there for those core years for a while I think those are my main you know I was I was already a little older you know I'd had a few generations sort of eras of of teams before that but that's the one I think that'll be my big that's my team in my head, sort of. I know, like, my dad talks a lot about, like, the 89 team and how that was sort of a big, a big year and a big group for him. And I think that, that 2013 and, you know, 20, 2008, well, 2007, 2013-ish, very different teams, but, um, some, some overlaps And and I think that'll be kind of my big team. I think, um, in terms of, like, events and stuff, I, I think, Kind of when the riders started bringing in a lot of exciting things, I was sort of just the right age for them. Like, I think I caught, I was young enough to kind of catch the beginnings of a lot of very exciting, like, family-friendly events and stuff that the riders brought in. Like, I got to be um, a little rider cheerleader in 2007 um, down on the field. So I thought that was really cool and really fun. And, you know, when they brought in, they started having those kind of like meet and greet with the players days right before Labor Day. I think I was about 12-ish when that came in, so it was, you know, really exciting. I got to meet a lot of those players um, that I mentioned earlier, and, you know, even meeting, like, Ken Miller, I thought that was super cool at some of those <laughs> events. And then, I guess, in in 2010, when we got to be the uh, Scotiabank Show Your Colors family for the Rough Riders, that was a really, really cool experience. We got to go on the, you know, TSN truck and see the behind-the-scenes, and um, go up and meet Rod Black and Dwayne Ford, and so that kind of connected me to the whole cfl experience kind of right even beyond the riders you could see kind of the the tsn crew and the behind the scenes stuff which was really really cool i'll bet yeah (laughs) that
1: sounds really cool yeah (laughs) how did you how did that come about did you guys enter a contest or
0: i don't even really know we we had been gone we were on some sort of family trip and we came home and i'm pretty sure we just had like a call on our answering machine and they just said like, call in if you want to be part of this experience. Cause they, it was sort of just a thing that TSM was doing that year with, they kind of picked a family from every team and somehow we got chosen. I don't know. I think you know, we had had season tickets for several years and you know, there was two of us who were kind of kids the whole way along. So I don't really know if that had part of it or, or what. So I don't think we even really entered. I think it was some sort of, we got (laughs) contacted and it was really awesome. And such a cool thing and you know what then it was so fun we got to do that and then we got sort of featured a little bit in one of the games and you know everybody was like emailing and texting or facebook messaging or whatever everybody did in 2010 just being like oh i saw you so it was it was a very cool thing to happen i was like yeah 14 or whatever so i thought it was really really cool and yeah a really cool experience thank you for listening to our show Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Third Down Gamble can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter where our handle is at ThirdDownGamble. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble Podcast. Audio. Worth watching.
1: For 107 years, every Grey Cup moment has included you, the fan. This is your league. Through fog and rain, in tragedy and triumph, you are the foundation of this league. Now take your place in history. Etch your name on the Grey Cup fan base. Become a part of the Grey Cup's legacy. Add your name and raise the cup.